0: This is a Rooster Teeth production. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Annual Pass. This is the podcast where we talk about theme parks and attractions and shows and all kinds of fun stuff like that. I am your host, Jack Patillo, and of course, I am always joined by the lovely and talented and beautiful Jeffrey Ramsey.
1: Hi, Jeff. Hello, Jack. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing all right. It is very hot today. It was nice and rainy this morning, but now it's all hot and gross outside, and I'm not a fan of that.
1: It's going to rain again. and It's going to rain while we do this podcast, I bet. That would be rad. So
0: anyway, hi. How are you doing? How has how, your week been? It was 4th of July weekend this week. and you have anything, did you uh, anything fun?
1: I did. I didn't go to any theme park. Well, I kind of did. Yeah. I kind of went to a theme park. I went to Las Vegas uh, with, with my girlfriend and we went to the new Meow Wolf exhibition. Oh, that's right. You went to Omega Mart. We went to Omega Mart in Area 15. Yeah. Oh, how was it? Uh, It was everything you would expect it to be. Oh, man. If you've never been to a Meow Wolf exhibition, they are an art collective from Santa Fe, New Mexico. And while not a theme park, it's definitely like an adult playground <laughs> on an acid trip. Like it's it's the original one is a, is inside of a it's a what would you call it, interactive art experience inside yeah, of yeah, an yeah. old bowling alley that's got like three or four floors of rooms and art to explore and interact with that encompasses or comprises an unsolvable mystery that you can just go through and touch stuff and look at pretty stuff and hear cool <laughs> sounds, or you can dive in and try to solve this mystery of which there are hours and hours and hours of content to pour through. Uh, this one, it feels like a, uh, like an extension. A totally different scene. You know, mm-hmm. this one's very space and kind of alien uh. alternate dimension related, but uh, handled with similar gusto and and attention to detail and just really neat and exciting. But it also feels kind of like an improvement because you've, you go in through the Omega Mart, which is a working, functioning grocery store, Jack, where uh-huh. all those weird, bizarre products you can buy most of them. Oh, really? I was wondering yeah. about that. I saw some of your photos yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. Like I bought a Gerpel soda. <laughs> and I, I bought some candy called uh, Dragon Arteries. It was just red licorice, but yeah, they have all kinds of wacky stuff.
0: Oh, that's so cool! Oh man, we'll we'll have to make an excuse to go out there and call it a theme park. Just you know, yeah, what? no kidding. They did do a ride at Elitch Gardens in Colorado, so technically they have theme parks in them. So I mean, yeah, that, that's an excuse. Also, I mean, we should just go to Vegas and ride the roller coasters there, because there's there's a, there's a yeah. few different attractions, and then we could totally. Write it off to <laughs> rooster teeth on that. So,
1: well, if it helps, there are two slides within the exhibit, so you oh. do go on a on a ride, as it were. So anyway. <laughs>
0: that'll be that'll be the shortest storytelling
1: ever. <laughs> like, all right, we're,
0: Jeff, we're at the top of the slide. No, we're, we're at the bottom. It. Yay! There wasn't much in between, to be honest. No, yeah, it was, it was nice and shiny. Anyway, well, that's cool, man. I'm glad you had a good 4th of July and a good weekend. Thanks, how about you? We took it easy. We went over to a friend's house. I grilled up some burgers for everybody. That was nice. I usually, when I buy meat, I typically get like the pre-cut sort of meat patties that you just throw on the grill just because I'm lazy. But yeah. it, it's 4th of July, so those were all gone. So I just got like three pounds of meat kind of in a little tube thing. And I made burgers, and I forgot how much the burgers shrank down. So my first <laughs> sort of round of burgers were like... Like like silver dollar pancake size. They they were were little burgers. And then I was like, okay, I should probably double up the amount of meat I'm throwing on there. But anyway, it was good. Thank you again, everyone listening right now to Annual Pass. You guys are fantastic. Hopefully you checked us out during RTX because we have some new merchandise up in the store right now. You can go grab. We have a new uh, new jackets. It's like a windbreaker type jacket. We've got a uh, we've got a hat, which is awesome, and we also have the uh, the lanyard with the annual pass little holder where you can put your your tickets and stuff when you go visit theme parks. So go check that out. Of course, we have the shirts as well in the store store.roosterteeth.com. Go grab those. Because every time you buy one of those, it supports the show, and that makes us makes gives us more of an excuse to be able to go to Vegas and Colorado and you know in Ohio and all these other places we want to go. So thank you very much and all the support. Also, don't forget to check us out on uh, social media's annual underscore pass as well.
1: And can I say can I say one thing too? You can say whatever you'd like, Jeff. If you go to a theme park and you wear an annual pass shirt or lanyard or hat or uh whatever, take a pic and send it to us. We love to yes. see that stuff. It's really, really we saw, got a couple of those over the weekend, and they're really fun and uh, and really neat yeah Kind of warms our hearts yeah exactly you know i
0: was thinking we should do some like bright neon yellow shirts because i don't know if you've ever been to a theme park where you see just like groups of people walking together in similar colored shirts to kind of immediately tell them apart from each other so if you Mm -hmm. get like a bright neon yellow or orange or something so it's like oh look hey it's it's someone from my party and so i don't know i think that would be kind of cool
1: that's not a bad idea
0: we'll talk to the store and get them to start sorting everything out but we have a fun episode today jeff jeff Today, yeah. we are going to talk about an extinct attraction, which okay. uh, it makes me sad. This is actually one of my favorite attractions. It's it's not a ride. It's not a ride, although the name of the attraction is Twister Ride It Out. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this, and I, I
1: assume it's based on the the Helen Hunt film. That's
0: interesting. You would pick Helen Hunt. I would say Bill Paxton film, but that's OK. Uh, yes, well, he, uh,
1: I, I, you like I don't know. I'm a Helen Hunt fan. OK, OK. I'm more of and an she's. She's still alive.
0: That's true. We could have called it the Phyllis Seymour Hoffman movie too. Fair enough. Alan Ruck or uh, Carrie Elwes. There was tons of really big names
1: in that this movie. Super talented cow
0: <laughs> movie. That is true. What was that cow's name? Uh, do you do you remember? Do you remember? Don't you? No, uh, no, I don't. I was, that was improv. I was just throwing it your way. <laughs> Hopefully, you were gonna yes, and it. But no, Harold. Just, there we go. Harold the cow. Harold the end. <laughs> This is Twister, ride it out. This attraction's gone. It's at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida, or it was, and it only existed there. They didn't build it in any other park. It never made it to Hollywood, uh, never made it to Japan. It was only at Universal Studios Orlando. It was a really, really cool attraction. So it opened May 4th, 1998, and it cost about $16 million to build, which is crazy to me to think that, like, that's not a lot of money to build an attraction that lasted quite a bit of time. It lasted about 17 years. So they, that's pretty good. That's pretty good average. About a million bucks a year. I'll, I'll take that. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> this this replaced the Ghostbusters Spooktacular attraction, which was one of the earlier shows at uh, Universal Studios. We'll we'll talk about that one in the future. It's that was another one. I have I have vague vague memories of that. It was a, like a sit down theater type thing where they were explaining how like the Ghostbusters were a real thing and how they were bringing their operations to Orlando and opening up a, like a sister group of Ghostbusters and then then go show up and it's all like it's you know the Pepper's <laughs> ghost effect you know like in the Haunted Mansion they use that effect. And had like a whole show where the Ghostbusters showed up and fought. And it was on the top of the building in, in New York. and stay pu- Anyway, a really cool show. We might talk about that one in the future. That was a, a neat attraction. But this, this show took over that spot in the park. So if you walk into Universal Studios Orlando, you're going to walk towards the back, towards the, uh, the New York Public Library facade. And it's going to be on your left. Uh, it has now been replaced by the Jimmy Fallon Race Through New York attraction. Same building. But that's the general location of it. I think uh, we. I, I, I think I pointed it out to you while we were walking around the park. You did, yeah. So, uh, Twister, Twister the movie, very very popular movie. Did you see that movie in theaters, Jeff? Uh, yeah, of course. Didn't everybody? I think so. It opened May tenth, nineteen ninety six. Of course, starred uh, Bill Paxton, Helen Hunt, directed by Jan De Bont. I would say, not to interrupt, but
1: I would say it starred <laughs> Helen Hunt, Bill Paxton. But sure,
0: nice, nice. Uh, directed by Jan De Bont. I think he directed Speed, right? And that was his. He kind of had a run of 90s action movies.
1: I honestly don't know.
0: Let me load up the IMDb here and check out Jan de Bont. Jan de Bont. Uh, he directed uh, Speed. Yes, he also directed uh, The Haunting.
1: Ooh. Did he do The
0: Haunting of Hill House? Really?
1: Yeah, The well, the... the the, yeah, oh, the, the original remake.
0: No, okay, maybe he didn't do Haunting. What is he known for Haunting? Oh, he's a producer on ha- The Haunting. Okay. He only has five credits? Really? Wow. This dude. Okay, so he directed Speed? Then Twister, then Speed Two, then The Haunting, and then Laura Croft Tomb Raider: The Cradle of Life, and that was it.
1: Maybe it was one of those situations where he he was like, eh, "That was all my creativity. I got it out. <laughs> now just, I'm done. I'm gonna just retire. Spent it. Yeah, it's like it was a finite amount, and know. Uh, yeah. or yeah, maybe think- maybe it was less complicated than that. Maybe it was simply. Tomb Raider, Cradle of Life—is that what it's called? Tomb Raider, yes. C- Cradle of Life was his magnum opus, and he felt uh, <laughs> that it was the pinnacle of his I'm, work. And that I have nothing to share with the rest he, of the world. <laughs> yeah, that there's nothing better than this. I, you know, it's got to be like I assume, and this is a bit conjecture, but now I feel that like I'm getting into it. I'm probably onto something. This is probably what it felt like. When Citizen Kane came out, you know, Probably. and it's like, sure, I could continue to make films and, 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 and I will to a degree. But but I put it all out there in Citizen Kane. Maybe this is his Citizen Kane. And he just was like, you know, I'll put my feet up. Now, I'm re- now I get to rest. I gave this to the world. Somebody else's turn. Boom.
0: That's exactly it. I think I think you nailed it. I think you just wrote the biography of Jan Dubont. Thanks, man. Or at least one section of it, one chapter of it, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> so following <laughs> on that. What would you say the budget of Twister was, Jeff? I'm 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 blown away by some of these numbers here. Twister the movie, Twister the movie. I already said that the, the ride cost sixteen million. I know the
1: ride cost sixteen million. So I'm gonna assume the film was more than that. A little I'm bit more. Say Twister cost seventy million dollars.
0: Ninety million ish. That's somewhere between eighty-eight and ninety-two is what it was apparently.
1: That's a lot of money for a movie back then.
0: And I would argue Twister. Uh, very successful, right? I mean, like, everyone yeah. knows Twister, right? Guess how much it made opening weekend. Oh, no. Again, this is 1996. 1996. Well, I'm going to guess it's a low number. Uh, So I'll go, like, $8 million. It made $41 million, which was a lot. But now we're, we're used to, like, you know, something like, I think, what, Spider-Man or maybe Endgame made, like, $200 million opening weekend, something like that. It's some yeah, crazy
1: number. But... It made fifty percent of its budget back in the first three days. That's pretty fantastic.
0: Yeah, that's not not bad at all, not bad at all. So it earned it made forty one million opening weekend, ended up earning two hundred and forty one million North America box office alone. And they call that the old-
1: hunt effect. <laughs>
0: and then almost 500 million, 494 million worldwide. So, I would say that was a pretty damn successful movie. Made 10 times its budget or almost almost 12 times its what it, what they went in on it. So,
1: seems like they could have put a little bit more money into the ride or you experience, so. experience. You rather. think so?
0: So, Twister the ride opened May 4th, 1998, and it closed November 1st, 2015. It was originally home to the Ghostbuster Spooktacular, Twister was announced on February 6th, 1997. Construction began pretty shortly thereafter in spring and actually finished later that year. So they they went from starting to finishing all in 1997 and then opened it in May of 1998. So um, let me let me read you a little bit from Wikipedia, Jeff, because uh, they write so much more properly they're, than I do. <laughs> they're verbose. <laughs> they are. They uh, are. To accurately simulate a tornado, Universal Parks and Resorts entered talks with tornado meteorologists to discover the actual sights, sounds, and feels of the experience. It was necessary to generate constant winds of 35 miles per hour for a full-size effect generation. The sound of thunder was piped through 54 speakers, powered by 42,000 watts. 42,000 watts of speaker power, Jeff. That's a lot of speaker power. It's enough to power five average size homes. The roar of the tornado inside the attraction, which we'll get into. The roar of the tornado yeah. was made by a combination of camel sounds, lion roars, backward human and animal screams. <laughs> That's awesome. That is kind of cool. I wonder if we could try to recreate the sound of a tornado, or maybe the sound from the ride. Uh, more than 65,000 gallons of water would simulate the rainstorm and could be ready for the next show every six minutes. The 20 Laserdisc players, 300 speakers, and 60 monitors were connected by 50 miles of electrical wire and controlled by 20 computers. 20 Laserdisc players! Why did they have 20 Laserdisc players?
1: Well, in nine, I don't know if you remember, but in 1998 that was... That DVDs were well. I get, when did I get but my first DVD player? Like I probably around ninety seven, ninety eight. Laser disc and they were higher fidelity. They were that was top of the food yeah. chain right then.
0: But, but I just don't know. I mean, there is video in the attraction. I just, I mean, I guess maybe that was digital projection. It is four three, so maybe that was projected. Or maybe it was off the disc, not 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 an actual projector.
1: Maybe it's part of why they only like why it was sixteen million. Maybe they had to cut costs <laughs> and they got a good deal. They got a good deal on some laser discs. Maybe they were stopping and getting gas one day and then some dude pulled up and he's like, "Hey, I got a bunch of laser discs that fell off a truck and in the back here." And my boss says, "If I bring them back, I'm going to get <laughs> fired." So I got to sell them real cheap. And then they <laughs> bought, you know, a hundred.
0: I actually had someone do that to me one time. They're like, "Oh yeah, we got some speakers for a theater, and uh, we oh, the, dude. they didn't want them, and you know they're gonna yell
1: at us, and we bring these backs." So it's like, uh, I what? I only bring it up because if you lived in Austin in the '90s and the early 2000s, <laughs> that must have happened to me once a month, like in gas stations for, and then just and then it just stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway, weird Austin fact right there. Um, okay, on February 16th, 2009, the attraction began operating only during peak seasons. What? Really? However, it reopened by Universal on March 9th due to guest demand. So it went down for two weeks, basically. And they're like, (laughs) immediately, like, oh, okay, I guess people do like this thing. That's awesome. On October 27th, 2015, Universal announced the decision to retire Twister ride it out after 17 years of service on November 1st, 2015. Over the years, the attraction had become one of the park's least popular. The film was based on lacked long-term cultural significance, and the cost of operation was expensive. It was replaced by Race Through New York starring Jimmy Fallon, a 3D motion simulator ride that was constructed in the same building. Mm, I've got okay. thoughts on that.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, Yeah, we definitely talked about that a bit. When we were yeah.
0: There. Universal went through kind of a, a rough run of replacing classic attractions with not classic attractions, in my opinion. Uh, uh-huh. I, w- I would call them. Uh, what's a polite way of saying garbage? Um, is there <laughs> is there a polite way? I, I do. I do not like the Jimmy Fallon. Attra- I, I thought it was going to be something kind of cool. And it, it's just another motion sim. And you've got like yeah. motion sim row. Going down like the original, like the opening of Universal Studios Orlando. But anyway,
1: it's probably just one of those things where we don't understand the cultural and, I, and I'm not being silly, but we, we don't maybe don't understand the cultural significance of that show yeah. because we're not the target audience. Maybe I don't know. You, you're you and I are more of a, I guess, fit more in the, the, the cinephile category mm-hmm. probably you know
0: yeah like I, I get excited to see the blues brothers at universal studios but oh me too but it was like jimmy fallon okay it's like oh hashtag the bear what's that i don't get it okay. yeah i
1: kept having, you kept trying to explain that bear to me i had no clue yeah <laughs> but we're just showing we're just showing how unhip and uncool we are <laughs> right now
0: <laughs> i'm sure there's some people who love jimmy fallon escape from or new york or escape from new york starring jimmy what escape from what's the full title of it Race Through New York starring Jimmy Fallon.
1: Yeah, because the other the other way you were taking it was a, it was in a very Kurt Russell direction. Very different <laughs> show.
0: <laughs> that would I would be interested in that. If it, Yeah, maybe, dude, if they did Halloween Horror Nights and they turn into Escape from New York. Oh, dude, that would be so rad. I'd be down mm-hmm. for that. All right. Let's take a short little break so I can tell you about our sponsors. So today's episode is actually brought to you. ...by a Rooster Teeth friend, Off Topic. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of Off Topic. I've been on a few episodes of it, just, you know, just a few. But uh, even people who play games for a living need a break. And that's where Off Topic comes in. Every Friday, join the cast of Achievement Hunter for Off Topic, a weekly wind-down pairing conversations with drinks. Off Topic serves as a place for Achievement Hunter to talk about everything and nothing happening in the world and their lives. Whether they're talking about GTA and Minecraft, or discussions on movies, politics, food, and everything in between, join the crew for a dose of friends, fun, laughs, and libations. That's right. We, we talk about pretty much everything. Actually, I talked about theme parks a whole lot on Off Topic back in the day, and I think that's kind of where the whole idea for Annual Pass kind of spawned from. Because I figured, oh, I could actually talk about theme parks as, an, as a full-blown podcast. Instead of just annoying everyone around me with all my my geeky knowledge about theme parks and roller coasters and stuff, okay, yeah, let's do that instead so I don't have to harass them so much. <laughs> but anyway, Off Topic, it's a fun podcast. A little bit more mature for uh, those of you who are maybe looking for family-friendly content, but hey, it's still fantastic and a lot of fun. You can watch Off Topic Live every Thursday and listen to it later on Rooster Teeth YouTube and your favorite podcasting service that's live on Thursdays and available to stream Fridays. It's... um. It's a blast. Go check it out. It's my friends, and you might catch me on it. Maybe every now and then. Maybe maybe I'll be talking about you know more than just roller coasters and uh, theme park stuff. But anyway, thank you very much. Off topic for uh, for you know sponsoring this episode. You guys, are the greatest. All right, that's uh, enough of that. Let's get back to the episode. Here we go. So the cue for. Twister ride it out. It actually took you through the facade of the Ghostbusters house. So the Ghostbusters, you know, Ghostbusters obviously lived in that space before Twister ride it out did. And the firehouse was out in front. And so they actually had the Ghostbusters firehouse. They got rid of all the Ghostbusters signage and whatnot. But the very clear sort of red building that firehouse facade was still there. And so I was like, Oh, there it is. And there was actually some references. Like there was like a paranormal travel agency and a couple of different things kind of like scattered about apparently the lockers from the, the attraction from the ghostbuster spooktacular made it into the twister attraction. And I love seeing stuff like that where they kind of carry stuff over to the next, next rides. But yeah, so you walk through the the, it had an outdoor queue where um, they had the barnstormer, which is one of the vehicles from Twister. The movie was in like kind of like, you know, out there. They had uh, I think a Dorothy was out there. One of the ones used in the movie was outside, you know, a bunch of outdoor props and things like a Wakita sign was out there and a bunch of, you know, just cool looking things like, all right, if you know the movie, you recognize this. And then you get to a couple double doors. While you're sitting there waiting, they would run videos of actual tornadoes. So they would show like clips from tornadoes where it's like, you know, F3 in you know, Oklahoma. And it was like, you know, that sort of America's funniest home video style footage where it's like that real grainy handheld camera style. I mean, nothing funny about tornadoes, but it was like that, you know, the handheld footage type tornado footage. Well, I'm going to say footage four more times. And it just showed off a whole bunch of different ones. Basically, tried to get you scared about tornadoes. As you should be. As you should be. You, you Fear of all people, should. Tornadoes. Yeah, I don't know why. Wait, why?
1: I don't. (laughs) I've never experienced a tornado in person.
0: I guess you have more hurricanes in Alabama, not not tornadoes. Uh,
1: Yeah, I I grew up uh, definitely. I lived in hurricane country for sure.
0: Yeah, we had a tornado hit Austin actually when I was in middle school. I was in eighth grade, and when the the tornado came through Gerald, there was a tornado in Cedar Park, and I actually sat on the roof of my house and watched a tornado moving across the ground it was the craziest thing i've ever seen in my life and probably will be the craziest thing i've ever seen in my life it doesn't it doesn't feel real like it was a legit tornado and it's like that what and it was me and my cousin were sitting on my roof of my house looking over these hills and saw the top of a tornado, and then a, a chunk of ice about the size of a softball landed right in between us and I was like, "All right, time to go inside." <laughs> and so, uh, let
1: me ask you a question. What's that? So, you, uh, having experienced that and seen a real tornado in person, you said it was surreal and and didn't and almost didn't feel real. How does it compare to the tornado ride at Universal Studios Florida?
0: <laughs> well. Jeff, you actually get to see a real-life tornado in the attraction. Really? Yeah. We'll get to that. So you're outside. You're in the queue. You're watching these tornado videos. And then doors open up. The you know the crew member ushers you in. Doors close behind you. It's really dark. And there's two screens in front of you. Two big old four or three screens. And it's like, oh, what? And then video <laughs> from the movie. Two, two big old
1: four or three screens. And you go, why? <laughs> what year so, and, is this? And
0: then projected on these screens is clips from the opening of twister you know the the crazy scene in twister where it's the there's a farmhouse and the the dad and the mom and the and the little girl and the dog they go hide in the storm cellar and the dad's holding on to the door and it sucks them out yeah you know that whole scene Mm -hmm. you're seeing that on both the screens and then all of a sudden the tornado starts on one screen and it moves to the other screen jeff they're linked somehow some magical way it's it's one one big screen into two that's At the time, it was kind of a bigger deal. It's a a
1: techno tornado.
0: Yeah. Then we see this, this debris field on the ground and the camera pans down from this debris field that's real well lit. And oh my gosh, it's Bill Paxton. It's Bill Paxton, Jeff. He's is amongst the debris? Is he knocked yeah, he is. out? Is he dead? No, no. He's talking to us. And he's got his oh. hands on his hip and this really sassy look on his face. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the direction was, who, who actually did this. Here, I want, I want to send you this link just so you can Please get do. an eye. Please do.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm seeing the debris. I'm seeing the debris. There's a car on its side. There's a tire. <laughs> what is he doing?
0: All right, Jeff. So I just sent you this video. So for some reason, Bill Paxton has his hands on his hips and his shoulders tilted like he's going to tell you off. <laughs> like,
1: it's, it's interesting for sure.
0: <laughs> and so it's Bill Paxton talking about the awesomeness of tornadoes and how the power of them and how they can tear through and they can, they can rip up the asphalt on a six-lane highway and it's, it's got clips from the movie, and then it's got some actual, like, uh, real photographs, like, sprinkled in along with it. And he's just talking about how it was really intense and real crazy, and bringing that, that power of the screen was really difficult. And then we look, and it's Wakita, and Helen Hunt's here. And Bill Paxton looks over to Helen Hunt, and she takes over, and she talks about being in Twister the movie as
1: well. How sassy is her stance?
0: She's got her hands on her hips as well, but she seems much more, like, confident, not sassy. Mm. But Bill gives her this look as it cuts to her screen, that's, and it goes back and forth, and there's talking about like making the movie and how like when they were filming it, like real tornadoes started popping up around the area they were filming at it, and and it's more clips from the movie. It just really gets you in that whole Twister feel, Jeff.
1: So they're not in character. They're playing themselves, talking yeah. about their experience. Okay, okay.
0: Yeah, Bill Paxton is playing a character named Bill Paxton, who's an actor. Who was in the movie Twister.
1: Right, but he's not reprising his role as the as the character in Twister.
0: No, no, he's the, not. For, okay, gotcha. But it's great because so they film these, they film two separate things where it's like Bill Paxton in, in you know, on this one set and then in, in, in Helen Hunt another one, but they make them look at each other like they're next to each other. <laughs> it's like the most awkward thing ever. And so anyway, they talk about like if you're ready, like Bill Paxton's like, grab your belongings and let's let's go on to the next scene. And then the lights cut out and then doors open. And it opens up and it's this this set this really intricately designed set. And It's kind of the deal where we've talked about in other attractions where they kind of work their way from, you know, where it's like it starts kind of like, oh, this is a theme park. And then they slowly like make it feel like you're part of it, you know, so the doors open up. And now suddenly you're in a house that has been hit by a tornado and there's just debris everywhere. And there's like bicycles in the wall and there's a car hanging down, like poking through. It's just like stuff is shattered everywhere. It looks like a nightmare to clean. (laughs) This is the secondary queue room, basically. So that first one, the second pre-show room. And so now you're in and there's TVs kind of scattered about everywhere. But yeah, there's like, you know, a truck with like a light pole through it and speed limit signs and all kinds of stuff scattered about. So they would basically load you into here to get you ready for the next thing. And then the thunder would strike and like all the lights would change from like this really kind of bright sort of like, oh, look, we're in sort of almost a museum. So now you're part of the scene. Ooh, spooky.
1: I hope we put some thunder sound effects in. I, yeah, I'm it. all right. I saw some lightning. Hold on, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. Let me do that. I heard a doorbell, one, <laughs> one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four Mississippi. Five. I was supposed to count till the thunder, and then I had six Mississippi. Oh, six miles away. Yeah, that's why it was a lot further away. Me, the, the doorbell threw me, <laughs> <laughs> it threw me too. So, thunder claps.
0: And then all of a sudden, TVs kick on, and now there's TVs scattered about, like you know. And they talk about during the filming,
1: the thunder turned the TV on.
0: They did. It made, and it's all spooky and scary. Now it's like scary scenes from the movie where they're like in the, you know, in that garage where like the glass is bursting around them, and like the guy Mm -hmm. gets his head cut, and it's like they're watching The Shining. And then Bill Paxton's like, they brought a jet engine to come shoot hundred mile per hour winds at us. They threw ice at us and and combines and tractors. It's it's. It's bad. Anyway. That's how really good Bill
1: Paxton, though.
0: Thank you. I've been working on
1: everybody Damn. underground now.
0: Um, anyway. Uh, so he talks about it. he's like, yeah, when we were out there filming, we, we didn't even know if it was real or w- what was real and what was fake. And it's like, shut up. No, you're an actor. Come on now. Anyway. Uh, and so they talk about, you know, like then they threw an exploding truck at us. It's like, no, they didn't throw an exploding truck at you. You weren't anywhere near that truck. Anyway. Then it's like, if you think Man. you're ready, it's time to experience a real twister or something like that. And then. Like you start hearing blaring sirens, like and all that, and now Jeff, are you ready? Yes. To ride it out, Twister. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm gonna ride it out, Twister
0: style. You're ready to ride, Twister. Ride it out with me, even though it's not a ride. Watching Twister ride it out with me. Yes. Universal Studios. Okay, here uh, we boy go. am I. Jeff, here we go. Let's do it. The alarms are going off, Jeff. It's so the there's red lights. Oh, it's it's a twit there's twister alarms. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's, let's, we're gonna walk, we're gonna walk a little bit more.
1: I've seen this before, Jack. I think this means Velociraptors are about to, to
0: come at us. <laughs> that's, no, that's that's the future. That's a different. Uh, so we're gonna walk out and oh wow, Jeff, we went from inside the house. Now we're outside. Now we're at the drive-in. The drive-in from the movie where they were watching The Shining, which I don't think they actually show The Shining at this one. Anyway, but it's- it's we're looking at this beautiful outdoor scene. And it seems really calm. It is a little bit wet everywhere, and there's three tiers. And we'll get on the front tier, Jeff. We'll get on the closest one, so we can uh, we okay. can see the see the movie, because that's where we're here to watch a movie, right? Yeah. On your left side, you've got a little you got a little pickup truck, yellow pickup truck, and then there's the concession stand. Then in the back, you see the screen, and then you know where there's people probably watching the movie. And then over to our right, we've got you know there's a big old neon sign for the theater. It's pretty cool, and we see it's all red and neon. And then to, to the right of that, it's the uh, the garage, you know, where they go high. Everywhere they go underground. And then there's that red pickup truck from the movie, the one that Bill Paxton has to use.
1: Is it the actual pickup truck from the movie?
0: Uh no, it's not. It's it's made to look like it, yes, but it's not the actual one from the movie. Close enough for me. It's over by the gas pumps, Jeff. It's very important. It's over by the gas pumps because you got to get gas for the truck cuz that's how trucks work. It's not it's not yeah. it's not a cyber truck. It's a normal truck. So, we're all in and uh, ooh, uh you feel, ooh, that's it's getting a little bit windy in here, Jeff. You feel you feel the wind blowing uh, across And it feels your face? like the wind's
1: picking up a bit.
0: Oh, well, there's little flags in front of the, con- the concession stand and they're starting to they're starting to blow around a little bit. It's Like, oh, that's that's Whoa, whoa, there's lightning. Whoa, lightning. Oh, they hit a tree! The lightning oh, struck the tree, Jeff. The tree right in front of us, it split right in half. Oh, and it's smoking. Oh, that's thats dangerous. Grab that's, rubber. Oh, my, oh man. Oh, okay, oh, the lights have gone out. The lights have gone out in the concession stand. We can see someone's got a flashlight in there. They're trying to figure out what's going on. <gasps> Jeff, in the background, you can see a tornado! It's at the wall. You see it? You see the big projected
1: tornado back
0: there? It's not- it's not a real one yet. It's-
1: but you can see- it's big! We're being targeted! It's- it's systematically attacking us! It's so big, Jeff! Oh, okay, it's- it's
0: moving- it, it looks like it's moving this way, there's lightning everywhere! And oh- oh, we can see the- the screen, the- the projected screen is-, is starting to get torn up! The- the big outdoor theater screen is getting torn up! Ah! Oh, oh my gosh, oh, I hope the people are running. Oh, it's ripped off chunks of the screen. Now there's lightning.
1: There's lightning striking. Oh, and all the lights have gone out. It's completely uh-huh. dark, Jeff. Jack, we're not going to make it through this. If it doesn't kill us with lightning, it's going to rip us apart. Oh, oh there, there's lightning what everywhere. What did you there. do to weather? It's leather. so loud and so windy, Jeff. Oh, look, there goes Dorothy. Dorothy,
0: the, the thing got blown up, got sucked up into the sky, Jeff. Uh-huh. There's, 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 there must be a tornado somewhere nearby. Ah, oh, this right in front of us, Jeff. There's a real tornado right in front of us. How tall is it? I'm having trouble seeing. We can't even see the the top of it. It starts right in front of us and goes all the way up. Smoke has has made a tornado right in front of us, Jeffrey. That's
1: uh, terrifying, I think.
0: Is it? Yes. It's horrifying. Oh, my gosh. The neon sign, that big neon sign, got sucked up and thrown into the building over there. Oh, my gosh. Ah, that's the worst. You can't fix neon. They're going to have to buy a whole new sign. Everything is rattling around. Everything is moving. All of the signs, all the the awnings and everything. Oh, that that pickup on the left side, it's it's getting sucked up, Jeff. Oh, it knocked over the fire hydrant there's water going everywhere jeff maybe the water will put out the tornado i don't know if that works there's a cow there's a <laughs> cow by jesus oh look at the poor cow It's getting sucked up into the sky this is scary oh whoa the lighting you can see this tornado right in front of us oh it's, it's, uh, the, and the awning above us like the lights in the awning are whipping up and down the smashing <laughs> up and down it sounds really scary and loud uh-oh jeff the truck, Gold Paxton's truck, it, it hit yeah. the gas pumps, and it's now spilling and sparking, and now there's, there's fire, Jeff! Why doesn't the water put out the fire? I don't know, but the fire,
1: it's going towards the tornado, and oh, there's a big fireball! It's a fire tornado, Jeff! Ah! Jack, real quick, before the fire consumes us, obviously we're about to die, is there anything you need to apologize to me for? No, absolutely Nothing!
0: Ah! Fair enough. <laughs> and now the fire tornado is in front of us, and it quickly dissipates. And then we see up above us, the, the, the awning is lifted up, and it slams down. And then we drop like three inches. Oh, whoa. And we <laughs> slam down. And uh, uh, and it's, the, the fire has somehow made the tornado dissipate. And oh, the lights are coming back on. Oh, uh, we did it, Jeff. You fight tornadoes with fire, not yeah. water. Oh, we did it. And Bill Paxton is saying, hey, congratulations, <sighs> we survived the Twister. We did it, Jeff. We made it. We survived a Twister.
1: Uh, and I want you to know, Jack, there wasn't anything for me to apologize for either. Oh, thank thank goodness. All right. I'm just glad we made it.
0: Now let's walk out and we can go to the Twister Aftermath store and buy us some cows and T-shirts. <laughs> oh, man. All right. That doesn't... That was intense. Dude, it's a, it's a heck of a, a show. It's only like three and a half minutes long something about it was so so cool i loved this attraction i really do and i was very sad to see it go
1: well they throw a lot at you dude i mean they could kill you with lightning they could kill you with wind yep. they could kill you uh-huh. with fire they could uh-huh. kill you with debris like mm-hmm. they're coming at you pretty hard so it's like you're three and a half minutes you're uh you're just holding on it's a wild ride and we rode it out <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, man. So that attraction uh, is now gone, which makes me sad. It is an extinct attraction, again, replaced by the Jimmy Fallon ride. And uh, that's downgrade to me. I, you know, I I don't know. I'm sure some people love it, but. um,
1: Jimmy Fallon is a man of many talents, but uh, he is no tornado. (laughs) So here's some fun
0: facts for you. Apparently, the ride appears in the movie Sharknado 3. Oh, hell no. (laughs) Which was the full name (laughs) of Sharknado 3. So uh, at some point, I guess they crash in the Universal Orlando, and uh, they, a shark appears in like the Twister attraction in Sharknado. So I'm gonna have to go check that out. I believe Ian
1: Ziering saves the day,
0: right? Isn't he the hero? In that Is he series? the guy from 90210? Yeah. 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 I, I, I'll have to watch that. If you, if you have watched it, please let us know. Drop us a, a tweet or something. Um, here's a fun fact for you. So I mentioned that Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt, they were shot in separate locations because they hated each other, right? Because they hated each other. Apparently, Really?
1: I was going to make that joke earlier that I was like, do you think it's a scheduling thing or do you think that they just hated each other so much they refused to be on camera again? Purely as a joke, and then I didn't make it. Are you serious? So on TVTropes.org,
0: and it's also in a bunch of other sites, uh, hostility on the set, Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt grew to dislike each other so much during the course of the filming of Twister that they refused to make the pre-show video together. Instead, each filmed their part separately, and the video has continuous cuts to each actor. So... Yeah, apparently that's uh, apparently they sort of buried the hatchet before Bill passed away, unfortunately. Yeah, but yeah, it it was like
1: it's unfortunate that Bill passed away. It's not unfortunate that they buried the hatchet. We we don't want (laughs) we don't want the hate to propagate.
0: Yeah, actually, did you hear the story about the the weather chasers when Bill Paxton passed away?
1: Maybe I did, but refresh my memory.
0: So storm chasers, I mean, they're they're pretty tight knit group of people. Like there's a lot of them now and actually quite a few of them got interested in storm chasing because of Twister. Yeah. So Bill Paxton passed away in 2017. It's only four years ago. And when he passed away, the storm chasers in the Oklahoma, Kansas area, Nebraska area, kind of that in the central, you know, where the tornado alley is, they actually, so all of them have trackers and they share their location with everyone else. Like it's not not like in the movie where it's like two teams fighting over, you know, information or whatever. It's like everyone tries to share information with everybody else in, in the community, as far as I know. And when he passed away, the various trackers are the various storm chasers in the area actually over the course of hundreds of miles spelled B P. Like, they actually did a, like, his initials in location. So they all, like, together made his name on the map, which took up, I want to say, like, the size of Oklahoma.
1: That's really, really cool.
0: Really, really cool. And it's a really sweet tribute, too. So, yeah. and Bill Paxton, obviously, he was very happy to help with that community and help, like, help encourage that community and turn into what it is now. And now, you know, more weather stuff has come about, like, more people know more about tornadoes because of that movie. So that's that's actually a really cool thing. So, But yeah, apparently uh, during the filming, though, I guess uh, him and Helen Hunt did not get along very well Mm -hmm. (laughs) by by the end of it, which I imagine that was a very stressful shoot. So it doesn't shock me that they were getting on each other's backs.
1: They were throwing exploding trucks at him, for God's sakes. (laughs) These are difficult uh, conditions to film a movie under, for sure. You don't even know what's real and what's fake uh, by the end of it. So I'm told. So Twister
0: Ride It Out was originally going to open in March 1998. So I remember I said it actually finished in late 1997, it was to open in 1998, but uh, just a few weeks before it was going to open, there was a tornado outbreak in Florida, like nearby. And actually, uh, quite a few people ended up getting like seriously injured. I think a couple even passed away. Ooh. And because of that, they actually held the opening. They're like, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not right now. So they ended up pushing the opening from March to May 4th, 1998. Universal Orlando ended up donating $100,000 to the victims funds in that area. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Fun and sad facts at the same time. So it is really cool though. So inside the actual attraction, they made a straight up tornado, which I'm sure if you've ever been to like kids museums and stuff where they have kind of interactive experiences, I've seen it happen in museums and stuff where they actually will make a tornado inside of a building. But when you don't know that's coming and it just appears in front of you, it's, it's pretty cool. And Jeff, I sent you a video of the full attraction. If you want to check it out,
1: you can watch it. Yeah, I definitely will. After we record.
0: It's really really neat though. And again, it was one of those unique experiences. It's one of those things that's to me, it's it's something you don't experience anywhere else, kind of in that atmosphere. <laughs> you know, typically at a museum, there's <laughs> gonna be a more of a scientific approach to it as opposed to a thematic kind of, you know, jarring approach. And um it, it was fun, man. And every time that that ground dropped, it caught me off guard every single time. That's awesome. So this attraction, from what I gather, I don't have any, any actual facts on this, but from what I gather um, at Universal Hollywood, they had a backdraft attraction. Very similar where you kind of sat back and watched it happen in front of you. It was like a scene from the movie happening in front of you, but very, very similar. Whereas like you sat there and the whole thing kind of exploded fire everywhere and then it would be over. Same take on this. And we'll, we'll talk about backdraft at some point, I'm sure. But um, yeah, that's going to do it. So uh, how, how was your experience with uh, Twister? Write it out, Jeff.
1: I'll be honest with you, Jack. It was pretty touch-and-go. I was on the edge of my seat. Was I sitting in a seat? I was in a seat. I was on the edge of it, <laughs> and uh, I was I was fearful, you know? It wasn't a fear of tornado death. It was fear of electricity death mm-hmm. or uh, fear of uh, getting hit by a flying cow death or uh, flaming tornado death. There was a lot going on there, man, but... Uh, you kept me safe, and I appreciate it.
0: Well, hey, Jeff, let's talk about our community now. Again, thank you, everyone, who has been uh, listening and and sending us feedback. And uh, don't forget, if you have a question you want to ask Jeffrey or myself, leave it in a comment on Rooster Teeth on this episode. That's that's where I'm pulling questions from now. So go, you know, for this episode, you know, we'll answer. If you ask a question maybe a couple weeks from now, we'll actually give you, a, you know, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it on the podcast. So. Real quick, before we get into the QA, I want to have a follow up here. So okay. we have a follow up. It says, uh, Hi, Jack and Jeff. This is an email since you annual pass at roosterteeth.com. Hi, Jack and Jeff. I just finished listening to your tips and tricks episode, and it reminded me of something that you two may not be familiar with food allergies. I have a severe peanut nut allergy, and especially if you're doing a cast breakfast or something along those lines, you can note in your reservation that you have the allergy. I remember as a kid feeling a one-up on my sister because we were at a buffet, and the head chef came out and said, he wanted to be absolutely sure that I wouldn't eat anything contaminated from the buffet line just to tell him anything I liked eating, and he'd make it himself. I requested waffles, and he returned with a mountain of Mickey-shaped waffles with whipped cream and sprinkles.
1: (laughs) Uh, That's awesome.
0: Even though I think I might have been no older than a 11 at the time. I remember the joy crystal clear. They are phenomenal about catering to allergies. and I've never had to worry about accidentally eating something. I shouldn't at the parks. Funny enough that I remember that chef so well. Now I'm a professional chef myself. Loving the podcast. Keep it up from Ellis. Thank you, Ellis. That's cool. That's something I never thought about.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Chef Ellis. That's awesome.
0: Good on you. And thank you for that, that follow up tip. And if you have any tips like that, feel free to email us annual pass at roosterteeth.com. So. I got some questions here pulled down from the last episode or a couple episodes ago, okay. starting with Mature Veil, vale who says, if you could have a video game theme ride of your choice, what game would it be? Ooh. That's a good question. I have an answer. You have an answer. What is your answer? James? I want to hear yours first. Oh, OK. So so I like intense themed attractions like I like Velocicoaster is like a number one for me. I would love to see a Velocicoaster treatment for Doom. Like a Doom coaster. Like that'd be really cool. How awesome that'd be. Like start out in like a New York, like or uh, like on Earth, and then you end up in hell and it's like crazy and all super fast and scary. Oh God, how cool would that be? That'd be very, very cool. That would be my jam. So id software if you're out there, Bethesda, get on it. Work with Universal. <laughs> We've got Nintendo land. Now
1: we, <laughs> we need Doom World. You and I have very different ideas. That's one of the things <laughs> I like about us. Uh sure. I went a different direction with mine. All right, what is yours? If I were to have any video game-themed amusement park ride or experience, mine would be Super Monkey Ball. Okay, okay. What would that look like? Just roll around in a giant ball, and then I'm assuming it'd be some sort of a track situation where you would roll off off in a giant ball and you would jump up in the air, and then you would try to land... On platforms or you would try to compete in uh in in some sort of a downhill race where you're you are controlling the the giant ball you it'd be awesome it'd be just okay. like super monkey ball and i'm it's like oh i want to do it i want to do it yesterday why doesn't somebody make that and and maybe we could combine our two and it could be like super monkey ball meets doom and then you get <laughs> give everybody in the ball a gun and fight demons that,
0: that everyone gets a you know a plasma launcher that'd be fun yeah. Yeah. yeah all right all right cool thank you for that question mature veil that was a good question. Mad Dog 2442, will you ever cover Fury 325 at Carowinds or Steel Vengeance in Cedar Point? So I want to answer this, not specifically those things. Uh, the answer is I would love to. Yes, I would I would love to go to Carowinds. I'd love to go to Cedar Point. I'd love to go to Great America. Great adventure. All the theme parks. Yes. We will cover everything that we have access to and we can go to. Um, I had I've had a lot of people saying, like, oh, you're ever gonna do this? Oh, are you going to ever do this. Y- yes, yes. I, I want to do all of them. Like that's that's the idea. Like I love I love traveling and I love theme parks. And this podcast is an excuse to go to all of the places that you recommend. So yes, we will go to Carowinds, yes, we'll go to Cedar Point. Yes, we will go to Alton Towers in the UK. Yes, we will go. And there's a apparently an awesome theme park in Germany I want to go to. Like I know in UAE, there's a bunch of crazy stuff. It's all over the place. Australia's got, not Paradise Pier. What's the name? What was the name of that that creepy clown face we saw next to us? Katie's going to yell at me, I know, at some point.
1: Oh, I've been there. Uh, what is that place called? Uh, it's like Celestial in name, isn't it? Like Luna Park, maybe? Or? Luna Park. That's it. Luna Park. Yeah, Yeah, that place is cool. Yeah, so
0: there was one in Melbourne, actually, right next to a place we did a Let's Play Live out there, so, or Shima Hunter Live. So, yes, we will go to that. We will go to all of the the all of the theme parks out there. Lots of people have been asking. Yes, uh, we absolutely want to go to one. If you work for a theme park that wants to fly us out even better, <laughs> feel free, <laughs> feel free. That that'll make it happen a lot faster. I'll tell you that much. Uh, and we will be uh, we'll be super biased, too. We will say your theme park is the best theme park on the <laughs> planet. So uh, you can email us annual at roosterteeth.com. If you want to fly us out to your theme park. Yes, absolutely. I wanna go back out to Bush Gardens too. There's some great, great roller coasters at Busch Gardens. SeaWorld in Florida as well has some good one. anyway. There's yes, there's so many that we are we are just now scraping the surface of of what we can get into for annual pass. So there we go. And here's our last question today. Short stack of SAS, great username. Question. <laughs> What rides at Disney World would you advise against for someone who doesn't like big drops on roller coasters? I'm going at the end of July and want to make the most out of it while still enjoying myself. Well, I think this episode comes out on July 22nd, so hopefully we caught you, short stack
1: of sass. Before you got on Space Mountain.
0: (laughs) For what it's worth, Space Mountain is a relatively, in my opinion, like a medium coaster. It's not super crazy thrill. For Disney, it's kind of up there, but if you're trying to avoid really intense, like, big drops... I love Rock and Roller Coaster, but that one's that one's gonna be the most intense roller coaster as far as speed goes for a Disney World. Obviously, Tower of Terror you're gonna want to stay away from. There's a big drop at the end of that one. Actually, a few big yeah. drops at the end of that.
1: What about Matterhorn? Does that one have a big drop? Matterhorn
0: is in uh, Hollywood, actually. It's it's in, oh, Cal- or in they, Anaheim. Excuse me. I didn't realize they didn't have that in. Uh, no, but they they do have. Uh, there is Big Thunder Mountain, which Big Thunder Mountain. Yeah, there's no massive drops for that. Like Splash Mountain, like at Splash Mountain, you can go watch. The drop, like you can literally see people falling down the drop at the end. That's the biggest drop in the whole thing. So if you, you see people going down it, that's if you, if you think that's too much for you, don't go on the attraction. That's the biggest one there. What else? Uh, Everest is going to be pretty intense. Like that one actually goes forwards and backwards at different points. Um, there's, it's pretty quick. I will say, if, you, if, you're, if you're not sure about roller coasters, but you want to try one, the Seven Dwarfs Minecart. At Magic Kingdom is an amazing, amazing coaster. It's really, really good. There is a drop, but I, I, in my opinion, I think it's okay. I mean, like, I've got, you know, a five-year-old nephew who rode it. So, but again, it's up to you. I would recommend checking it out. Or you can even watch ride-throughs. Like, a lo- there's a lot of videos out there of these attractions. You can always give a shot. Look in advance. I'm trying to think of any other ones to stay away from. Epcot. Epcot's got um, Test Track, which there's no real drops on it. It's just fast. So that one's good. Soaring over California is a, or soaring over the world is a simulator, so your feet are dangling, Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, uh, yeah, so I guess that's pretty much it, so yeah, there you go, hopefully, that, hopefully you know, maybe avoid Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror, Everest, and now that, that would be my big ones to say you should stay away from, but other than there that, I go. think you're good to go, so there you go, hopefully that answers your question, short stack of sass. Huh. Well, Jeffrey, um, we are doing this new thing we've done the last few weeks where I'm going to ask a question of the week, and then I'm going to randomly select someone who answers that question on the comments over at Rooster Teeth, and we're going to mail you, I'll, I'll reach out to you, and we're going to mail you a theme park map
1: autographed by myself and Jeff. Okay. I, ha- I When am I going to be autographing these maps? I haven't done it yet.
0: Yeah, we should, we should grab coffee sometime this week and probably sign a few of them. Anyway... <laughs> okay. So here's my question for this week. I want you to answer. Jeff, I'm curious if you have an answer for this one. I will. The question for the week is, what is your favorite extinct attraction at a theme park? Which you'd probably have to go, have gone to attractions to know which ones aren't there anymore. So
1: do do you have one? Do you remember anything from when you went to Epcot in 82? Turns out my, well, going off recent memory, my favorite extinct attraction is... Twister, the ride of your life. Is that what? What was it called? Ride, ride it out. Ride it out, Twister. Ride it out. That's my favorite. Uh, that I of recent memory. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll take that. That's that's a good one. I, I mean, ride it out, Twister. You better ride it out.
0: <laughs> I miss Earthquake, which or which, which became Disaster. That was a really great one. That's the one that Supercharge took over. Uh, Twister is actually a great one. I really miss Twister. Ride it out. Um, that was a lot of fun. There was actually, there was an attraction at the opening of Universal Orlando, Jeff, called, uh, it was the Alfred Hitchcock. It was like the art of movie making with Alfred Hitchcock. Oh. And it was a whole, like, like a they would show um, a 3D movie from the birds. There was, like, a clip from the birds where, like, birds came out of the screen and, like, attacked you and stuff. But then they had, like, a walking kind of museum where they showed how they did different stuff, including one area where you got to pick up binoculars. And there was a scene across, like, maybe 40 feet away from you. And it was like rear window where you could actually look in, you could like peek into different windows and see stuff moving around. It was really cool. That is neat. I think you would have dug that. But now uh, Shrek lives on top of that, where <laughs> that used to go. So uh, anyway. well,
1: let's, uh, yeah, what are you going to do?
0: <laughs> there you go. Things, you got to keep advancing. You got to keep going on and adding more stuff. Got to so. make
1: room for the next generation, uh, me and Alfred Hitchcock. So again, go to Rooster Teeth and,
0: and answer, what is your favorite extinct attraction at a theme park? And I will uh, mail off a theme park map to uh, to someone who gets it right. Well will signed by Jeff and I. So
1: well, it's not. There's no. There's a wrong answer. No, there's not. No, no. It's just get a randomly. Get a randomly. Pick someone it who. Someone who. Who just answers the question. <laughs>
0: you <laughs> by answering the question, you get it right. <laughs> there. That's true. That's true. Yeah. All right, Jeff. Well, that's gonna do it for today. Do you feel like you learned something? I feel like I learned a lot, Jack, and
1: I feel like you're the one that taught it to me. Thank no. you.
0: Absolutely. It's my pleasure. I love talking about this stuff and I love talking about like I, I had a particular fondness for that attraction. So you'll have to go through and watch the, uh, the actual ride through at some point, too. It's, it's good time. So I'll do it right after this. And that'll do it for us this week here on Annual Pass. Thank you again, everyone who has been tuning in and listening and sharing this with your friends. Please uh, like this and subscribe and hit the bells and, and reviews and all that stuff. Tell your friends, because the more people who listen to this, the more cool stuff we get to do and the more cool things we get to bring to you guys. So
1: You know what people haven't been doing to promote Annual Pass that? that I was thinking? Of? Write a letter to your president. There you go. Let, let, let Biden
0: know. know. Or if you don't live in the States.
1: Yeah. Yeah, your president, whoever it is, whether it be a, <laughs> Angela Merkel's gonna be like, what the hell is Merkel annual pass? Or, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, uh, I really don't care.
0: A Trudeau, someone. I bet Trudeau's in the theme parks.
1: Yeah, it could be a Macron. It could be, I don't know, you know, there's yeah, a lot, right. lot of, a lot of leaders, a lot of world leaders out there that, that probably aren't listening to annual pass yet.
0: There you go. Let them know. <laughs>
1: All right, everyone. Uh,
0: Thank you again. Please follow us on the social media stuff, Annual underscore Pass on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to email us, annualpass at roosterteeth.com. We love you guys. Stay safe. Have a good one. We will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.